0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to season three of Audiobookish. My name is Vahed Rahman. I'm joined by Poppy Knight. Hello. Audiobookish is a podcast where we discuss and review audiobooks. And in this episode, we're going to be listing in no particular order our favorite <laughs> audiobooks of 2021. So I think it's, it's quite a good year for audiobooks overall mm. uh, in 2021, I think, just in terms of the quality of the audio books that I certainly listened to and that were released, and as well as kind of the amount of people just listening to to audio as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, Poppy, do you want to get started off with like the first, not necessarily your your top pick, but kind of the first book that's on your list?
1: Yeah, I think to be honest, I think I am going to go top pick because yeah. I think for me, I do have a clear favorite of the year. Yeah, and it's got to be True Crime Story by Joseph Knox.
0: It yeah so it. <laughs> that's kind of like my top pick as well yeah, um, yeah is I thought by, he might be on your list yeah um yeah so it's yeah yeah you you, you go ahead and um you talk about it because was also on my list as well but yeah
1: oh, okay cool I'll, I'll give it a bit of an introduction then and partly I guess to start off a massive thanks to you because firstly if it weren't for you kind of chatting with the person from Penguin that meant that we ended up getting uh, codes for copies for this, I wouldn't have listened to it. And then even so, when we had the kind of list of ones to look for, I was wary of it. And if it weren't for you pushing it forward, I wouldn't have listened to it either. So huge thanks for that, because it is incredible. So true crime story is fiction. And that was the main thing that was putting me off. I'm not massively big on, uh, you know, true crime, podcast documentaries, that kind of thing. But this is a... Really meta text that claims to be true when it isn't, which I love I've read a few like that before, and this one does it so so well. It's sort of written as Joseph Knox, the author, is kind of continued the work of a woman called Evelyn who's been researching a unsolved case of a missing girl and She's been doing a ton of research. She's been doing interviews with the people that knew the victim, and it's a mix of transcripts from those interviews, email correspondence between her and Joseph, and some of his own musings on it in there as well. And throughout this, you're taken on not just an amazing, you know, mystery crime story if you're into kind of detective stories that kind of thing, not just amazing of that, but also. Uh, such a a social commentary on so many different issues you meet some absolutely amazing characters and all the way through it interrogates what is truth and what is true and how do we believe people and how do we believe things and it's just fantastic
0: yeah uh, i think it's it's one of those things where i i can't believe that this was a book first because it works so well as an audio production yes it's uh, I would say it's semi full cast production so each character that's being interviewed in the book you know their interviews are narrated by separate characters Um, Mm -hmm. we've got Joseph Knox the author himself kind of narrating sections of the book as well as Evelyn being played by an actor performing her sections in the book so Mm -hmm. there's there's so much to kind of we discussed this book for an hour so I don't I don't want to take too much of this podcast discussing it because we could easily talk about it again for another at least half an hour 40 minutes oh
1: definitely and I yeah I definitely want to follow on from that because I do think it is a amazingly written book regardless yeah and I think if you did decide to read the written word you would also pick up so many amazing things from it but yes a thousand percent agree I think you'd be cheating yourself if you didn't listen to it the all the performances from the forecast absolutely incredible the sound design brilliant the sound from the transcripts which in audio are now the tapes and there's a sort of Intentional light crackle where you can kind of tell it's a handheld recorder kind of thing and it's not a studio room and it's amazing. It's not in any way kind of distracting, takes you out of the story kind of quality thing. It's fully immerses you in the story because it really reflects what they would sound like. And we talked about stuff like email noises and things. It's just absolutely flawless and yeah, really, really definitely, as well as being an amazing story. As audio this is one of the reasons why it is my top pick because it really does show how amazing audio can be
0: yeah i, I you know i just kind of like we've reviewed a fair few books last year and mm-hmm. there were very few of them where i felt the need to kind of like WhatsApp poppy about certain <laughs> sections that i just listened to um you can go to the episode yeah, um, yeah. where we reviewed it it is yeah for me it was by far and away the best book I listened to last year and kind of well done Penguin Random House Mm -hmm. Audio for for producing it. They had a lot of really good books out last year. Um, Mm -hmm. Books that didn't actually make my list also included the adaptations they did for the 2000 AD graphic novels, which were also excellent. So they're doing some really kind of top quality work. But for me, this was just a cut above the rest.
1: Definitely, definitely agree. And yeah, similarly, Slain was is kind of on my, oh, it nearly made the list kind of thing because yeah. it was fantastic and incredible and I really loved it. And to be fair, maybe it should make my list. But again, we've done an episode on that. So let's yeah. go <laughs> listen to the episode on yeah. Slain and hear how much we loved it. And then yeah, equally with this. With this, I think hopefully we've sold it to you enough with this little summary. And if we have, go listen to it first and then go and listen to our episode because we we try to be quite good with the spoilies and yeah. not do any for this one, but you'll get more from our discussion, I think, if you've already listened to it. Yes. And then let us know what you thought about what we said, um, because yeah. I'll happily talk about this book over and over again. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, okay, so that's kind of a true crime story, uh, across off my list. I think the next pick on my list mm-hmm. is Dope Sick by Beth Macy narrated by beth macy so i think this was turned into a quite popular tv series on disney plus and beth macy is a journalist in the united states and it's just it covers the story of how the opium epidemic started in the united states and how different people and organizations have struggled to deal with it so it kind of covers a lot of the stuff around how you know the tactics Purdue Pharma implemented Mm -hmm. to sell OxyContin to
1: doctors Mm -hmm. and how
0: those doctors subsequently prescribed that drug to their patient. Uh, She interviews and talks to law enforcement. She talks to drug addicts. She talks to the parents and family members of addicts that have passed away or end up in jail. She talks to drug dealers. It's a, a tragedy kind of epic in its scope it's a book that left me deeply sad and Mm. angry because it's one of those stories that makes you kind of realize that there's absolutely no justice in this Mm. world. And there's kind of a lot of pain and suffering that we inflict upon ourselves, but there's also so much kindness and hope and love. Mm. And those are the things that we kind of need to, to build on and hold on to and reach out and connect to each other with. So it's, um, it left kind of a, a really deep impact on me. Yeah. Um, it's a book that's going to make you feel kind of desolate and disappointed, <laughs> but at the same time, it also reinforces kind of like the, the strength of um, of individual people's humanity and the way they kind of treat each other and how mm-hmm. they try and innovate and create solutions so that we can move forward and live our best lives as well. So yeah, it's utterly compelling and Beth Macy does a fantastic job of narrating her own text as well.
1: Wow. Yeah, no, that sounds really really like you say, dark and intense. But yeah, it reminds me a lot of um your description reminds me a lot of No Fixed Abode that we listened to as a kind yeah. of a similar book on a different topic. Yeah. That's what I get from that.
0: Yeah. No spoilers yet, but might be also on my list as well. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, very fair. Okay. Um what, what's the next book on your list?
1: Okay. Um there's really no particular order to this I think what I'll go on to next is sort of a group of three but I don't know how I'll talk about them but basically it's because I've not really much of a or I haven't been much of a autobiography person until this year um we've spoken before about how I really love Trevor Noah's autobiography um Born a Crime but I don't really listen to that many and then this year well last year I started with an autobiography and listened to an autobiography in the middle, and finished the year with listening to an autobiography. So uh, clearly, some something clicked. And I mean, there have been so many amazing ones published this year, and a lot that I have on my you know to be read or to be listened to. Especially has been just like almost all amazing comedians on the British circuit at the moment have had autobiographies out, and I'm really excited about almost all of them. So. Keeping on the comedian theme, then we'll go with the one that I started in the middle of the year. Uh, so that was Cat Candid by Gina Yashere. And this is one where I basically had just seen it about and I recognised a face of her on stuff like Live the Apollo, Mock of the Week, that kind of thing, and always really enjoyed whatever she did. You know, she's not one of the comedians that I've followed the most recently though I kind of learnt through listening to her book that's probably because she's so based in the states now yeah as to why I don't follow her as closely as kind of some other comedians and stuff but like I say I'd always found her really really funny whenever I had seen her on tv so I saw this and was like oh yeah I'll listen to that and her book is absolutely amazing so she narrates herself I also really love how so when she's plugging it on like social media and stuff the fact that she's got a book out because obviously plug it definitely um i love that she always puts audio first um she says buy the book in audio read by me <laughs> um and then also says and you know in uh, in paperback or whatever i can't remember the exact quote that she uses but that makes me really happy that she's put the audio first and she reads it so well she has a very distinctive voice and she puts so much emotion and performance into it it's fantastic um and then especially so she's from a nigerian background and does a Nigerian accent for like her mum and some other characters and things, which I think is really, you know, important for listening to it in the book. And yeah, it, it's her performance is brilliant when it comes to the content. It was so fascinating. Like I say, I didn't really know that much about her. And yet now I know so much about her, but not only so much about her, so much about Britain in the 80s, which, you know, I was talking to my mum like she'd probably get a very different experience listening to it than I would because. For me, I'm very much learning about that, whereas, you know, for someone who's lived it, it's more kind of nostalgia kind of thing. There's so much stuff about race and race during, you know, her her childhood and early 20s and stuff as well in Britain, again, in London specifically, uh, yeah. which again, I wouldn't know anything about. Yeah. Um, And so many just amazing things that she's done with her life. She was terrified of lifts and then became a lift engineer and rode on the top of lifts for for years and and learned things through that and then her journey into comedy and how that went and one of the main things I really took from this book was about going for what you want and not playing the game was a really kind of big thing of it there were points in her life where she could have just done what other people said. One specifically notable one where it was about a character that she'd written, and someone said, Okay, yeah, yeah, we want the character, but we want someone else to play it. And she could have just gone, Yeah, okay, sure, at least I've got my script out there. But she took a risk, pushed back, and went, No, I'm playing them. And that launched an incredible opportunity for her. And a similar thing when her work was overlooking her back in engineering and being unfair and when you know what? I'm not playing the game. This is what I want. And that I really needed to hear, I think. And it was really, really good. And yeah, so like I say, there's some dark moments and some really funny moments. Some stuff is just like, yeah, like I say, pop culture in, you know, a time when I wasn't alive <laughs> and all sorts of stuff, as well as just a comedian telling great stories, which I, yeah. I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, I think that's a really high up there one on my list for this year.
0: Okay, that's fascinating kind of coming to a new genre and kind of listening to a lot. It's I've, I've always find mm. that quite exciting when you discover a new genre and a new author and mm. you kind of go on like a spree of like yeah. reading that and that's it's really kind of energizing and it, um I'm really glad that you kind of got into listening to to oh, your books you. and that genre because you know it's 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 good it's good yeah. to kind of widen your horizon. So, and yeah, Gina, oh, G, Gina is hilarious. I do remember yeah. kind of like um, watching, I think uh, she did like a celebrity episode of Come Dine With E and she, I think oh, at right. the time was only eating raw food. So like all the food that she served, if I remember correctly, was all like dehydrated stuff. Okay. Which I thought was like quite funny, but yeah, yeah, she, she you know, she's a, a, a big personality oh, definitely. Um, yeah. as well. So I think my next book, I think kind of, sort of fits into kind of what you were just talking about there okay it's um effortless by greg mccown um greg is a motivational speaker and a business coach and effortless it's a book i've listened to at the beginning of last year i received an advanced review copy from NetGalley, so thank you to them for allowing me to review the book and it's just his guide to how to make your life more effortless and he talks about how to kind of like minimize the things that you're doing in your life kind of removing things from your life both in terms like so if you're kind of running a project trying to run that project as simply as you can so you can kind of get more done Mm. and the other two themes that really kind of struck a, a tone with me were having the courage to be rubbish at something yes. and he really talks about prioritizing progress over perfection and how you've got to allow give yourself permission to be bad at something and there's some things that are simply worth doing badly so it's better to mm-hmm. kind of go for like a 10 minute walk you know every day rather than going to the gym once mm-hmm. every you know two or three months or whatever and yeah just there there are some things that are just worth doing badly and Just doing stuff and, you know, prioritizing kind of like the process and progress over trying to get things absolutely right really struck Mm -hmm. a tone with me. And then the other thing that he talks about a lot is deciding uh, what done looks like as well in terms of don't aim for perfection because at a certain point you're just ruining the stuff Mm -hmm. that you've done and just deciding, right, this is it you know, just kind of like putting it out there and he talks a lot about his motivations for, for writing the book and you know, he just he's a very busy person and he just realized that, you know, he wasn't really following his own advice and he needed to find mm. another path to kind of like be a good dad and a good business partner and all that sort of stuff. And he also talks a lot about um forgiveness in the book as well and how that that's a really important tool to kind of let go of all those like nagging things and the way he described it's kind of like, if you're holding on to like bad feelings and stuff, it's kind of like running a computer with loads of unnecessary computer programs that you're not using anymore in the background. Mm. And if you just shut those down, you'd have more emotional energies to put forward to like positive things. So that's another thing that kind of really um, struck a tone
1: mm-hmm.
0: with me. So it's kind of like a self-help book. I like to read at least a couple of self-help books a year, even though I don't always follow their advice. Um, And this is probably one I'll probably read again this year. So, yeah.
1: No, that's really cool. And, you know, there's so many important lessons in there. And yeah, things I could do to have been reminded (laughs) about. And it's a good thing to be reminded about now. So, yeah. And like you're saying about kind of following that advice, you know, you or or the author, that they are the kind of things that need reinforcing, aren't they? It's very easy to not follow them, but very good to be reminded about them for sure especially kind of like this time of year you know beginning of the year it's very important as well that kind of thing about doing stuff badly and things and often like if you set a new year's resolution and then you break it I certainly find this if I set a habit for myself you know kind of I do something every day and I can stick to it for a bit and then as soon as I've broken it I've broken it it's, yeah. it's done you know whereas actually it's a lot better to go okay I missed a day when i wanted to do it every day that's a shame but you know what if i do it today that's still better than yeah. just giving up on it completely yeah exactly um, yeah so yeah i think that's definitely a very um important point and then uh yeah like you say about self-help another one that i haven't really fully ventured yeah. into yet yeah um i work on a lot of self-help and lifestyle books actually on our lists at work so i should get more into the genre yeah. i think really but yeah maybe that's a good one to to start with yeah. and it just reminded me in flicking to what you said before about me you know getting into new genre with all biographies and stuff it reminded me of many many years ago i was upper end of high school i think when i made this comment to a friend of mine uh, where i said if it's not fiction it's not a book or something <laughs> like that <laughs> because that was my my thought process yeah. for a long long time um and then kind of had my eyes open to some good non-fiction stuff yeah. uh, in a variety of contexts you yeah. know even like textbooks uh, I ended up really really enjoying some good ones but yeah so yeah just <laughs> I just share that story yeah. for but yeah even if you are maybe if you're a bit like I was listening to this thinking you know I'm only into fiction stuff like this could be good and I think the one that you spoke about is a, a good starting one it sounds like
0: I think we're kind of like digressing into another conversation slightly but um <laughs> I remember reading a I think it was an interview with no gallagher and he's like mm. completely the opposite he's like, I, I can't read fiction <laughs> I, I only I saw I, that somewhere mm. he, i only i can only read non-fiction books that's the only thing that kind of like gets my interest in the biographies and things mm. like that um like my older brother for example he reads very little fiction but he mm. devours history books so it's yeah. kind of really interesting how that like, different people are attracted to kind mm. of um different things but yeah for sure um, and how
1: your taste can change and stuff yes, like that is is yeah. good and yeah, even if it pops up on your Facebook memories that you said that to a friend however many years ago <laughs> you don't have to worry <laughs> that you don't stick by it anymore yeah, yeah. Yeah. so yeah I'm pretty sure he tags me in it every year when it comes yeah. up on his memories
0: yeah. but, um, <laughs> so,
1: so yes on that topic then so the one I started the year with again mentioned on one episode but we didn't do a, a full talk about was wishful drinking by Carrie Fisher.
0: Oh, I've downloaded that to uh, my library, Ram. but I didn't I didn't listen to it in time. So I need not yeah, well, started yet. Well, I recommend.
1: Yet, yeah. And this is a yes. bit of a cheeky one because this isn't really an audiobook of 2021, so I'll maybe do it a bit quicker. Yeah. But given yeah. that I was talking about me getting into autobiographies this year, I thought I should mention it. And to be fair, if you're listening to it, let's do a full episode on it at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everyone stay tuned for that. Um, yeah. We'll do that at some point. So just, yeah, as a brief kind of introduction thing to it, as I say, a year ago when I listened to it. I'm pretty sure I downloaded it. It was either the first or the second of January. <laughs> yeah. So very much summing up my 2021 of yeah. audiobooks. And yeah, it was really, really good. It's, it's a real mishmash. It's her talking about her life of basically being in fame, you yeah. know, from famous parents to then being famous from quite young, obviously in the massive Goliath that is Star Wars yeah. to then just be at the height of fame forever and, you know, kind of weird things of dolls of yourself being sold and mm, all sorts yeah. of stuff. And, you know, the the negative sides of fame and of her life and the positive sides of fame in her life. Um, Really, really interesting to listen to and fascinating stories and an amazing storyteller. Again, she... It narrates and I think I sort of said before it was based off a one-woman show that she'd done about it and it definitely has that feel of you're sat in kind of the theatre with her she's yeah. performing it to you she's just talking to you and yeah it, it's really comforting so yeah
0: yeah I, I think Carrie Fisher is a fascinating character because if mm-hmm. I remember correctly I don't know if this piece of pop culture lore is true is that she's, she's mm-hmm. actually was a brilliant screenwriter as well, she kind I of. I think so. Yeah, she's yeah. written
1: fiction. She's written yeah. proper books yeah. as yeah. well as yeah. fiction,
0: Yeah. So yeah. So I probably do need to. I've downloaded it a couple of times from the library, but I just I've run out of time. Let's so, yeah. Let's definitely yeah. do that as a future episode at some point.
1: Awesome. Um, Stay tuned, folks.
0: Yeah. Okay, so the next book on my list is "The Benefits of Being an Octopus" by Anne Braden, narrated by Amy Melissa Bentley, and it's a. Uh, I'd say middle grade fiction book it's about Zoe who's very much a poor working class girl she's a bit of an outcast at school she lives at home with her stepfather her mother and a younger brother and kind of a her half brother and it's a story that covers a lot of different themes so Um, just kind of a trigger warning I think that needs to go with uh, this Mm -hmm. book it does talk about um, domestic abuse it talks about themes of bullying and yeah it's one of those books where I had to kind of like stop listening to it for a bit because Mm -hmm. I was afraid something bad was going to happen to the character so so (laughs) as long as I stop listening that you know the bad thing might not have happened. It doesn't happen. So, yeah. yeah, it doesn't happen because, you know, I haven't, I haven't listened to it yet. Um mm-hmm. Very much the Joey Tribbiani putting the book in the freezer yeah. <laughs> type um, mentality. Zoe, I just fell in love with her character. She was so um vulnerable and wanting to be liked by people. And, you know, just that sense of wanting to be included in stuff, but feeling like an outsider is something that I definitely can relate to so just kind of like her need for longing to kind of like her schoolmates she's got a really good Mm -hmm. friend who they fall out and I felt really sad when they fell out Mm. and it's just kind of like one of those things where you just want everything to kind of work out for her so yeah it's a brilliant brilliant book Amy Melissa Bentley does a really fantastic job of narrating the characters Mm. um and kind of bringing life to it I, I recommend this book really highly I don't really usually read a lot of like middle grade fiction mm. books, but this is just one that I saw available on Libby and I thought I might as well give that a go. So yeah, yeah that's my recommendation for that one.
1: Awesome. That sounds really good. I think I have to add that one to my list yes. as well, especially because yeah, middle grade fiction is probably one of the my staple genres. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, go nice in that. No, that sounds really good.
0: Okay, so you believe it's your... Next my book. turn yeah.
1: uh well i'll i'll close off the uh autobiographies then the way i closed off my year was listening to the storyteller by dave Grohl. so i'm hoping everyone will know this but uh yeah. dave Grohl is the um frontman for foo fighters as well as having been the drummer for nirvana and is the drummer for them crooked vultures so yeah and the foo fighters have genuinely <laughs> People might find this cringe, but I'm saying this in all truthfulness, not in a cliche way, have genuinely had such an impact on my life. People that I have bonded with and at times become extremely close friends with genuinely over the fact that we like this band and their music has led me to other bands and kind of my Tasting rock music is, you know, a big part of my identity. Not yeah. going to lie, you know, yeah. I know because it's not a personality, but, you know, it, it does influence a lot of a lot of me, a lot of what I think is me. Um, and so, yeah, in people-wise, in that-wise, in just so many respects, the Foo Fighters have had a really big impact on my life. And, yeah, I'm really not one of those people that feels the need to learn everything about every band member of every band and that kind of thing you know that a lot of people will say you're a fake fan if you don't know kind of stuff I've just not really been that bothered so again despite all this I didn't actually know all that much about Dave Grohl um but it has been really really amazing to listen to him tell me again he narrates him tell me just amazing stories from his life all the way you know childhood Through to really quite recent stuff. So many stories. It's a book about family, largely. There's so much about family, predominantly about his mum, about his daughters, and also him as a father with his daughters that is really, really lovely. And then, of course, loads of stuff about his incredible career in music, how that came about. Again, there was, like with Gina's stuff, there was taking a chance on things. It was really important, and kind of how much your life can be shaped by, yeah, having the confidence to make that leap. So, yeah, just fascinating and a really funny, entertaining guy, a really brilliant writer. You know, uh, you've no idea how someone who can write good song lyrics is going to translate to yeah. writing a book, but no, fabulous, really good storytelling, and um, probably hence the title. I just, yeah, it was fantastic. It was really good, and also, I especially recommend. The audio edition because he has composed and performed little bits of amazing rock music that come up, kind of oh, especially in the <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, especially, I think the main parts that come up is basically when it's split into parts. So when you get to a new part, not necessarily chapter, but when you get to a new part, you've got a bit of yeah, you get to rock out for a little bit. So that's just amazing. As well as there's a really cute bit where he's talking about teaching his daughter to play drums. And you have some like drum beats that go on yeah, in that. Yeah. There's just kind of a nice little background bit. It's certainly not overly done. There isn't a load of that, but that little bit was really clever. And yeah, the music bits. I'm sorry, I I can't get enough of yeah. of some more Dave Grohl rock music. So yeah, definitely.
0: I find it really fascinating how music can bring people together like that. Yeah, because um, I know a lot of my friends, they you know they've met some of their best best mates through a Mutual love for mm-hmm. a particular band or yeah. artist, and yeah, you know, s- stuff like that. So, I think mm-hmm. I think it's this being this year has been quite a big year for musical biographies, um, mm. as well. So, it's uh, and yeah, Dave seems he just seems like a really nice guy. He does. Um, he, he, yeah. I mean, it sounds like he, you know, if you're a rock and roll star, you, you're gonna go through some weird. Yeah, <laughs> and troubling times as well. But he just seems like a a, a really solid bloke. So yes, I'm. I'm yeah. Um. Did he, who he who, who did you mention who narrates it? Does he narrate it himself or does he, he does? He... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he
1: reads it himself, and it is fabulous. And yeah, it's certainly certainly the impression that he gives off in the stories that he's a really nice guy. And yeah, and I see that as well. And the stuff about like how much he does prioritise his family and things like moving a show in Australia mid-Australian tour so that he could fly back from Australia to the US to take his daughters to a daddy-daughter dance and then fly back to the rescheduled show in Australia. Stuff like that. Um, and he spends most of the book girling about other musicians that is yeah. most of the book
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> Um it's in being like I can't believe I met this person uh and stuff like that so yeah it's it's, it's, it's
0: quite funny you know when you listen to celebrity interviews or whatever and they, they mm-hmm. mark out as fans when they meet mm-hmm. other people so that's that's always quite nice as well um so I'm going to group these two books together okay even though they're completely different mm-hmm. because I've i kind of talked about them on the on the podcast before. So it's Witch by Finbar Hawkins, narrated by um, Gemma Whelan, and The Mermaid of Black Conch by Monique Roffy, yeah. narrated by Ben Onwukwe and Vivian Achimapong. Uh, my apologies for the pronunciation of their names if I've got I've got that incorrect. Um, so Witch is a really great YA novel about a witch whose mother is kind of murdered, and her quest for revenge. I I think I talked about this maybe in our first or second episode or one of our catch up episodes. Mm. It I I you know Gemma Whelan does such a superb job of narrating it, and I, I think that's the reason why I've lumped these two together because the narration really does lift the text in both these books. So mm. It's it's a thrilling revenge thriller, and the Mermaid of Black Conch again the performances by both ben and vivian were absolutely stellar Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. lifted the characters off the page and really you know the book itself is beautifully written it kind of it's kind of sensual and romantic and it's yeah it's just it's a fantastic if you've not read it you know go out and listen to the audiobook because mm-hmm. both both those, I think, are fantastic. They're both fantastic examples how having the right narrator and kind of subtle yeah. sound design can mm-hmm. just lift the text and turn it into something marvellous.
1: Yeah, completely, completely agree. And Mermaid of Black Conch is also on my list. <laughs> okay, um, Really just, yeah, had to be spoken about. I thought it was incredible. I fully agree with what you said about the narrator's being fantastic and the sounds that were added being fantastic, uh little kind of guitar bits, again, some music in there that was fantastic. And I also really loved the story. So this is one where I had seen the book, both in audio and in print, advertised all over the place and kept going, oh yeah, I, I need to get to that. Oh yeah, I need to get to that. And not doing. And with that kind of thing, you have such a build up of expectation, don't you? You know, I really thought yeah. it would be good. And I was really, really In love basically with the original cover. Um, And I'm really quite disappointed that they changed it. Oh, they changed
0: it. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. It's even kind of talked about in the book that it's very much not like a Disney mermaid sort of feel. Yeah. And yet that's what I feel like the new cover is. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: The the mermaid in this is very much, uh, I wouldn't say monstrous, but kind of like it's not like, yeah, you know? It's not yeah, like, it's
1: very it's, much more realistic, I yeah, guess. It's yeah. less like glamorized and cutesified and all that. It is a woman with a fish tail. Yeah, that's what it is. It's really real in yeah. that sense, and yeah, a much much grittier thing than you have with kind of you know pretty mermaid yeah, um yeah. thing. Which, unfortunately, yeah, apologies to people working on it, but I do think that's what the current the new cover. Does yeah. whereas the old cover is what grabbed me and what made me go, I, I want this yeah. instantly. And it lived up to all those expectations that I have of it. I think it is fantastic. I have only listened to it the once so far, but I definitely think I'll be listening to it again. Yeah. Um multiple times. It's a fantastic story, really gripping, as you say, brilliantly told, really well written. Yeah, if you want to know more about it, we did a full episode yeah. on this one. Um yeah. so yeah, and have a listen. It's
0: maybe got one of my favourite villains of last year. <laughs> yeah <laughs> as well. Yeah. Okay, so I'll I'll mention No Fix to Vote mm. by Maeve McGlenigan. So I think especially with everything that's going on at the moment, so we're recording this in early January 2022 mm-hmm. It is kind of still a trash fire at the moment <laughs> in terms of what this uh, what our, our, our government is doing. Um, mm-hmm. And it, so this is, yes, no fixed to bold. We did an episode about this. It's a, a nonfiction book about the homelessness crisis in the UK and how it's basically been manufactured by government policy and how if there was a political will, um, this is something while extremely difficult to tackle something that we could be doing a much better job um as a society as as individuals as a Mm. society and certainly at the the local governmental and national governmental level and i think it's just kind of reflected really with what's happening with the current government that we're we're in at the moment where kind of where their priorities kind of are so maybe this is a little bit kind of if you listen to this 20 years in the future not really understanding of oh, that's quite a big ego. yeah yeah big ego of me someone listening to this 20 years in the future but, <laughs> um, yeah it, it kind of it just goes to show it, if the, if a government's got the right priorities things can be tackled a lot better than they are at the moment so that's um, another one of my picks as well
1: mm mm-hmm. no i think that's a very good call to make and I mean I enjoyed most of I, I really loved most of the books that we reviewed, yeah, so far, and yeah, definitely this one again, not something I would normally pick up yeah. and kind of as discussed, fun loving fiction is more yeah. Yeah. more my speed than the the kind of thing that makes you realize some of the shittiness of the world, but yeah. having said that, I am very glad I listened to it, um, yeah. as I said before, so yeah, definitely a good pick yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, what's uh, what's the next one on your list?
1: Okay, so again, we have spoken about it, but I think it's worth mentioning, and I'm pretty sure that the final season did come out in 2021, so I'm therefore saying yeah. it definitely counts. Yeah. Uh, so this is, of course, Githran. Uh Oh, and, okay,
0: yeah. Oh, were you thinking, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking yeah, a different yeah, one. Yeah, 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 I didn't really. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. yeah, it was absolutely just amazing. So, radio drama, this was our kind of uh, yeah. audiobook ish uh audiobook um uh that we did and yeah it, it's just it's it's so good so it's um based on Icelandic sagas but rewritten yeah and remodeled and just yeah really we go listen to the episode it's yeah, good yeah, i don't yeah. know how to summarize it it's yeah. it's difficult
0: um, i mean it's about Gundren and mm-hmm. Oh, how do you do some, how do, it's about okay how do you summarize it it's about so it's, it's it's like
1: a <laughs> it's a viking saga yeah. that it's based on and you have all sorts of intertwined things the lead is female and you have things about how societal expectations and marriage and things work in that and certainly at the at the start of it it is very much that kind of thing it moves into being much more action-based. There is murder and betrayal and sea travel and adventure.
0: And and, political intrigue. Yes, definitely. There's
1: so much talk about religion and belief. You have the believers in the old Norse gods. You have the invasion of the Christian missionaries into Iceland and a commentary on on what that did but also a commentary on what belief and faith are regardless of the deities it is that you're believing in is a really interesting part as well as it being really interesting because it has Norse mythology in there and how cool that is really well written definitely amazingly well performed uh, and you know produced with the sound and things as well so Beautifully paced. We talked about that as well, just as you're listening to it in general, but also the fact that it's split into those 15 minute chunks that either follow on seamlessly without you noticing or you go, I've only got 15 minutes, but I can still go on an amazing journey in that 15 um, that feels complete, but also like it's part of a bigger thing. Yeah, just fab, and the fact that it's available for free on BBC Sounds is a big old bonus. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm really glad that uh, kind of a book that I, I'll well, say, book something that I've introduced you to. Yeah, you I mean, so much. Yeah, that's, huge that's really nice for that. I
1: love yeah. it.
0: Um, so the last book on my list is Confident Women by Tori Telfer, narrated by Jamie Lamchick, and it's kind of a historical listicle book about women that have carried out confidence tricks uh Mm -hmm. in the world so there's kind of um a long list of uh women in the book that have either made fame and fortune by basically conning people Mm -hmm. so it's some of the women sound quite charming and uh what's the word that I'm I'm kind of uh looking for kind of that lovable rogue type right people. yeah 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 and then they're just some of the women are absolutely evil and conniving and awful. So it's just kind of fascinating how societal pressures force women to kind of take paths that don't really allow them to kind of use their full set of skills. The story that I found kind of most fascinating was about a Chinese socialite that Basically, carried out a massive Ponzi scheme Mm. to basically secure the heart of an Olympic athlete. Okay, and it's yeah, so it's kind of like she absolutely ruthlessly pursues this man. Mm -hmm. It's not entirely clear if that's out of love or just out of the fact that she wants to kind of climb the social ladder. So Mm. it's a fascinating look at how women can use their feminine wiles and their intelligence uh to kind of make fools of men and Mm -hmm. how that can either you know come to be to their benefit or detriment Mm. as society judges it so yeah so it's it's a really it's a really fun romp through kind of like different historical periods and uh women's lives
1: Oh, that sounds amazing. Uh, yeah. We've definitely spoken before how you know a heist story or like a con story is another big, big tick for me. I yeah. love heist stuff. Basically, if you tell me it's got heist stuff in it, yeah. I will be <laughs> yeah. watching, listening to it, reading it, whatever. So yeah, the <laughs> the Rick and Morty heist con episode where they take the piss out of heist plots is one of the funniest things ever. <laughs> and in that sense of like you can only really parody slash enjoy parody if you love it. Yeah. You know, it, it really does. It really does take the piss, but I love it so much. Um, But yeah. And you know, some amazing TV shows and stuff, hustle, things like that, that have got amazing female characters in as well. Though, yeah, they don't get as much of the focus in a lot of you know mainstream stuff, and yeah. that sounds like that would be really interesting. Yeah,
0: I mean, some of the women I'd heard of previously because like one of my favorite podcasts is The Dollop, and mm. some of the women mentioned in the book are also mentioned oh, okay. in The Dollop. I mean, yeah, so if you're kind of interested in American histories, some of these characters might be familiar to you already. But mm. yeah, it's it's fascinating stuff.
1: Oh, that is super cool. And on kind of the nonfiction side. One of my favourite books is Catch Me If You Can, which is a film with Leonardo DiCaprio has been adapted to, but reading the book is really interesting as well. I imagine it must be an audio. I've read it in print, but yeah. um, I should have a look at that actually. But I fully recommend that because that is really, really good. And if you do like the film, then definitely read it because it's so interesting as well, seeing like what they've decided to change
0: oh, okay. from
1: it because it is very much based on it. So kind of the main thing is... <laughs> Counter to what you've said, a lot of the women in his actual life become one woman in the film.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, okay, <yeah. laughs> reduced to one woman, but um you know, more just for time constraints yeah. or anything like that. I think, but it's a fascinating book. And yeah, dis- despite how much high stuff I love, I sort of again more on the fiction side. But that is actual non-fiction of his life and how he pretended he had a zillion different careers: pilot, doctor. All sorts of stuff. Yeah, forged so many things, and just an incredible, incredible story.
0: Yeah, I think Catch Me If You Can is that like, for me. It's one of those movies. If I catch it on TV at whatever point it's on, I need to kind of finish watching it. Nice, all the yeah. way through. Yeah. It's it so is, good. It? It's such a good oh, film.
1: I love it. it. I got obsessed. After I watched it the first time, and yeah, I got the book. I listened to the songs from the musical. I bought them. I got the um, score book for them. (laughs) (laughs) I had like, I think it must have been either my birthday or my Christmas after we first watched it, that basically I had a a theme of Catch Me If You Can related stuff. So I'm glad that you also like it. Yeah,
0: I I think it's... um, is it uh we're going well off topic now is it a christmas yeah this movie? wasn't
1: 2021 at yeah, all Yeah, but, yeah uh, um,
0: is it a christmas movie I feel, I feel like it's like a christmas movie
1: there's a christmas um, bit in, there's certainly in yeah. the musical because i've listened to it yeah. a lot um if someone wants to make uh you know a film version of the musical please do because i'll like watch it because <laughs> i've never been able to go to the stage thing and i think it might be a while yeah. before sitting in public audiences again feels safe but um and I'd probably want to watch it over and over again. But the yeah. the score for the musical is brilliant, okay. and there's definitely a Christmas song in that. Christmas okay. is my favorite time of year. It's called. So I, I assume there is a Christmas scene in the film. But it has been too long since I watched it. Yeah, Let so yeah. me go watch it yeah. again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's all the books on my list. Is there any books left mm-hmm. on your list?
1: I do worry about just reeling them all off, um, yeah. and especially you know the ones that we've talked about. Yeah. Barring one rather clear exception, yeah. I have really enjoyed. So yeah, have a look through, if you're wondering for other recommendations, yeah. have a look through what we've reviewed and you're pretty much guaranteed to hit something that we thought was really good. Yeah. And yeah, just one thing I wanted to say, because since us starting this podcast, yeah. me starting a job in publishing is super exciting and in audiobook publishing specifically, And because of, obviously, how publishing works, we work quite far ahead. So most of the stuff I've worked on did not come out in 2021. (laughs) So I can't put it on this list. But there is some stuff that I worked on. And one book was uh, The Bear's Water Picnic and Other Stories, which is a collection of stories by John Yeoman and Quentin Blake. And that was narrated by Hugh Dennis. And I remember being so excited when we cast Hugh Dennis. And I got it's one of the first audio books that i've actually had something to do with it getting created and i had a decent amount <laughs> in <laughs> this one to do with getting created like i'm not meaning i had yeah. a massive impact on it i'm just meaning i spent a lot of time <laughs> yeah doing stuff for it um so yeah that one definitely has a special place in my heart for 2021 and Hugh did an amazing job of narrating it it's got some great sound design in it as well kind of especially adapting some of quentin's illustrations into audio not the easiest thing to do at all um yes yeah but um it's it's a really fun listen hugh does absolutely incredible job as you would expect and some nice stories in there a real range of stories you've got like from a rhyme about the alphabet to uh, a chapter book kind of thing and some interesting themes as well a lot about animal rights kind of theme goes through it quite a bit and as well a huge range of time scales you've got books from 1969 and books from the early 2000s and stuff there's there's a real range of stuff Um, and a kind of range of age ranges that, that kids can enjoy and yeah so that gets a little honorable mention largely because of the personal connection with me. Okay. So, cool.
0: yeah. When was that published? Was that published last last year? is it coming out? It sooner? was. It yeah.
1: is, it's allowed to be in this yeah, uh, yeah. in this book. It was. It was December last year.
0: Okay, that's great. So, um, yeah, yeah. congratulations on that. Actually, it's Thank um, you. uh, like getting a job in publishing is not not easy by any means, and mm. working on a project. If anyone's on that publishing Twitter at the moment, there's a lot of people moaning about kind of like the sort of books they're having to work on so it's just nice to work on a project where you've enjoyed um, yeah, enjoyed the process I oh think definitely really and like, nice, yeah
1: yeah so especially one of the books in it is um mrs Armitage, queen of the road and that is one of the standout ones that i remember from my childhood so that's really nice and it was also nice speaking to the producer that did the sound design on it and him saying how it was so nice to work on books that he'd like read with his own kids and stuff oh, like that lovely. so yeah it yeah.
0: was really sweet Okay, cool. So I think that's all the books from my list. That's all the books from Poppy's list. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first episode, guys. That's the first episode kind of done. I just want to say thank you to everyone that's listened to us. I hope you can, mm-hmm. can continue listening to us. If you want to get in touch, you can do that uh, by social media via pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you want to get in touch with us by email, it's by audiobookishpod pod at gmail.com please donate via the tip jar in the episode link please share and subscribe and leave a review and rating wherever you're listening to it It just helps other people discover the pod and if you've got any recommendations please mm-hmm. send us those through we have we're kind of like open we haven't got like a full list of books that we're going to be reviewing uh, yet mm-hmm. so if you've if you've got any books that you think we should definitely check out then do you do, do send us that through um, any yeah, closing definitely. any closing words, Poppy.
1: Sort of coming off the back of that, if there's any of the books that we've mentioned today that we haven't already got a podcast episode on, let us know. I'm sure the one of us that hasn't listened to it can listen to it and yeah. uh, chat about it. If you want more on any of these, I hope that our little summaries and you know blushings over them have encouraged you to um to take a listen to some of these yeah. and that you really enjoy.
0: And you know these end of the year lists are so is. Yeah, i think i left about three or four books off my list oh yeah i didn't it's painful. It, I, yeah it's it's hard to make these decisions i, I did uh, for from the other podcast see-through panel and i left about like 10 books mm-hmm. off that list because i just needed to yeah and so yeah so um these you know these are just the ones that we could fit into this episode really so yeah thank mm-hmm. you so much guys take care of yourselves mm-hmm. and we'll see you in a couple of weeks time awesome Ta-ra. see ya bye